I am honoured to be creating on the ancestral lands of the Darug people. I acknowledge Australia's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the lands you and I are on today. I pay respect to the Elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome back to Yarning with Danny. Uh, your host Danny is here and I am joined by Jared Braley who is the head honcho director at SBJ Studios which is a digital marketing agency and she's quite young she's only 23 and I think you all could really learn something from her so I'm really excited to have her here so welcome Jara thanks for coming thank you so much for having me I'm so excited I'm so excited to have you um now to introduce a little bit Jara and I have worked together before uh for quite a while I don't remember how long a couple of years yeah. she used to work with me uh in Nomadic Bell some years ago as our social media gal um side labourer and housekeeping <laughs> and uh it was quite a diverse role but she was an all-rounder yeah she dealt with it really well she somehow <laughs> figured out how to work with me and um it was quite a ride we loved it I know I loved it um yeah I loved it but now Jara actually runs her own business which is literally a dream to see someone leave my business and just do their own thing I'm not about keeping people small I absolutely love that she's grown into the woman that she is today. Um, and so, yeah, Jara used to just do lots of little bits and pieces for me, but her main role with me was social media. And it all started based on necessity that I needed somebody to do it. But Jara just had the skills that I needed, um, that we needed, and well, a lot more than we ever anticipated to have via her work with us as a social media manager. Um, her role grew really quickly and so much so that, again, she started her own business and is literally killing it um, and has like five staff members underneath her and she manages them all and the business. So she has a lot to give, I think, to a lot of women and a lot of people in general um, about being able to do it and just do the thing uh, that most of us are afraid to do. So to get started, Jara, just give us a little bit of an insight into, you know, who you are, um, you know, what you do, and just just a roundabout understanding of what you are in your life right now. Yeah, awesome. Well, I, um, yeah, where to start? I guess I grew up in the Blue Mountains, and that's kind of how I got connected with you and Nomadic Bell is through people in the the Blue Mountains, um, and I think yeah that that step that uh, I guess when I started working with you in Nomadic Bell that was a huge stepping stone for me I guess in helping me figure out what exactly it was I was going to do with my life um and I think yeah I guess a bit about my journey is that when I was in school I was definitely the class clown I didn't do my homework I didn't do my assignments I didn't listen to the teachers I was in detention every week I was uh yeah degenerate <laughs> but I think there a lot of it came from um a lot of that behavior when I was younger came from I guess me not seeing my worth as an academic not really 
vibing well with school and the systems that they have in place there I didn't I couldn't study things like that so I guess when I met you Danny I was kind of in this stage in my life where I was like I'm just gonna see like see what happens like I don't have a plan for my life I'm not expecting my life to be anything amazing I don't have any any ambition not ambition but I didn't have any any goals I guess you could say so when I first met you it was I just remember like following you around to these job sites setting up tents and just thinking to myself this is so cool that this woman who you're not that much older than me you're maybe what five years older than me or something thank you oh really (laughs) I'm 32 you're 23 it's nine years oh right okay no well it seemed like you were just like basically my age because we got along so well and I just remember thinking it was so cool that you had started this business and it was just your full-time thing and you were just running around New South Wales setting up these awesome tents working with amazing people and I think that was yeah that was my I guess big introduction to um, business ownership small business entrepreneurship it was something that you don't really talk about in school you don't really hear a lot about so that was a huge pivotal moment for me just to, I guess, go off on a little bit of a, a tangent um, with that. Mm. And that has yeah shaped me into, I guess, where my, what my life path is now. And I guess flash forward to now, I've never been more clear on what I think my purpose is and what I want to get out of life. And I yeah have a lot of, a lot of that to thank to you, I guess, because I don't know where I would be without that experience with Nomadic Bell. And yeah, it was, I guess that was my journey to, to where I am now. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, well, full acknowledgement, first of all, that you actually created that. Like I may have um, noticed things in you that were uh, suitable to my business and sort of match parts of the business that were missing. And my probably my even my own organization skills were lacking. Um, and even energy wise, like I, I remember you and since I've ever known you, you've always had a lot of energy and you'd never really felt like you were like me and frazzled. Like you always just were like, yeah, it's cool. Whatever you need. Like, it's fine. Um, <laughs> whereas I'm like, oh my God, I'm literally about to burn out. And, and that you always somehow just kept it level and kept me at neutral. Um, cause I felt supported. Right. And, and you weren't even a business partner. You were just one of my staff members, but like for some yeah. reason, just the most perfect alignment for us um super messy and i i I mean we cannot forget that it has been a very messy ride um if anybody uh knows this about me but i am really uh on i don't don't want to call myself unorganized but i do find organization super hard and uh it's not very good in business (laughs) if you're not organized i think you need to give yourself more credit though i think totally i get that but also I am aware that that's not a skill I have, um, which is why I need the I need the flexibility to work for myself. And yeah. I just like you, I, I didn't really have uh, I didn't really have a plan. I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna be in business and this is gonna be my life. I had an idea that business was something that interested me, mm. uh, but it was never really yeah, it was never a plan. You know, I never yep. expected to be where I am today. Absolutely. Um, yeah, working with you is like best like I have and full, so I fun. acknowledgement that you are here where you are today because you did the work you know I might have pointed out that I'm like you got a pretty good skill here and I'm pretty impressed with what you can do you could apply this in our business 
And then to realize actually, as you grew that uh, you were outgrowing that and you actually had way more to give. And I mean, now it proves it, you know, the way you are, which is the, it's just, it's honestly actually a very humbling experience to see you grow. Cause I'm like, so it was right. It's almost validating that I, I knew yeah. that it was possible. Um, it's just like, it absolutely is possible and not just yeah. for you, Jara, but for so many people, right? Like, we don't give ourselves that that moment to be like, hey, what am I actually capable of? Instead of mm. what has the school told me to do? What has my mm. family told me to do? What is this conditioning that I'm listening to? Like what are all these parts of the world that shape us? What part of them actually align for us? And yeah. I think what you've done is is you've gone for it irregardless of what it looks like because you had no idea where this would go, but also you were brave enough to go against the grain which is an incredibly hard thing to do for humans in general, let alone a 19-year-old girl who at this point was still just trying to figure out where she was headed, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, full, full acknowledgement of where you're at because you built this, you know. I Yes, yeah. you're right. I may have noticed it. I may have seen what you had to offer. But ultimately, I didn't do the work, you know. Yeah. You did the work. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it, it just it all happened for a reason and I think now yeah. – it's uh it was honestly the best thing that ha- has ever happened to me because I really think that before I started this business I didn't think I was very smart I didn't think I was very I didn't think I'd amount to much basically mm. so having this business has just been the best thing for me in terms of my self-worth my yeah. confidence backing myself and if everything in my life is failing I've always got my business that I can look at and be like, well, I've done, I did that. And yeah, I, I, I yeah. did that. And I'm, I am smart enough to have done, you know, this, this, um, and gotten this far, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's like reminding yourself because as a businesswoman and business person in general, like there are times where, you know, the outside world sees all the, part, the good parts, right? And that's the thing about, um, or it, you know, this could lead us into the fact that you've started your own separate Instagram as, just Jara, um, mm. to actually show what it looks like as a business owner and, and the real struggles because you're right, there are times where you don't feel like that, you don't feel like you're doing amazing in mm. other parts of your life or whatever, even if it's in your business and you question everything, you sit in the pit of it and we all manage those things different ways but mm. it's true, it happens and just because you see the limelight uh, on social media and how things are going well, you know, behind the scenes, there's so much going on that a lot of the time is not really talked about. Um, Absolutely. Which is a big reason why, you know, I wanted to get you on because I really want to show people that you can still be killing it and still have struggle, you know. Oh, absolutely. Struggles don't define you, do they? They just help you clarify exactly where you need to be going because it's yeah. really like this, it's almost like a stop sign to remind you like, look, these other things are not working or can we Absolutely. change? Yeah. It's clearly working, the business is successful. It's not. And if you fall in the pits, you know, you can't just fall in the pits and just stay there. Mm. It's just yeah. it's possible, is it? You know, you've got people under you waiting for you to, to, to lead and direct them. So Exactly. Got people holding me accountable now. That's right. And I guess that's a really good, um, it's a really good uh, journey now because I really want to talk about how you do manage struggle and how, mm. how you do get yourself through them. And when you face them, you know, how, like, what is the process and, and what, are, what do you lean on and do you find that it 
has helped expand you? Challenges help expand you? Or have you felt another way? Like, give us a bit yeah. of insight. So I think as a, as a business owner, when I'm experiencing struggles, I definitely, uh, I guess I'm a lot more strategic about it and I'm a lot more logical, okay, like if we're experiencing something in the business that is a struggle, let's say it's money, um, time, whatever it might be, that's when I get a bit more logical about it and I'm like, okay, like who can I reach out to to help me? And that's probably one of the best things that one of my, I think my one of my biggest strengths as a business owner is that I'm not afraid to reach out for help. I'm not afraid to invest in people. I'm not afraid to outsource when I know that I'm struggling. So say, for example, we've just, I guess, gone through this um, str- money struggles with our profit and loss. And immediately I'm not, I was like, I'm not going to try and figure this out myself. I'm going to reach out to my accountant. I'm going to book in a consult and he can help me. So I think when I am faced with challenges, I definitely reach out for help. I talk about it. I, I, yeah, I basically don't internalize it and I don't, I guess, make it just my responsibility because it really does, I guess, take a village when it comes to business. Yes. Um, when it comes to personal struggles and I guess when I'm dealing with personal issues or just life stuff outside of the business, mm-hmm. um, Again, leaning on my friends is huge for me, um, especially because I am definitely somebody who has to talk things out. I can't just like bottle them up and kind of just overthink them. I have to be talking about them with my friends, yes, my parents and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I think my thing, my go-to is seeking help straight away. Yeah. All right. So seeking help for sure. And I guess the, um, I guess the part I want to sort of highlight is that you have recognised that internalising is not good for you, first Mm -hmm. of all. And second of all, in the reaching out of people, that's the part that pulls you out of the challenge because no longer does the challenge feel like an isolated incident just for you. It Mm -hmm. feels like it's, um, you're right, it takes a village. So obviously it almost like halves the problem, right, because you first and foremost just reaching out to someone is halving the problem then you're recruiting people to actually help you navigate the issue, mm. um, which allows you not to sit in that that pit of shame or that exactly. uncomfortability that uh, we naturally sometimes as humans, you know, land in and find it hard to come out of. And I think yeah. it's a really incredible point to to point out that it does take a village because it truly does. And mm. we talk about, you know, taking a village for, for like parents and children and whatever which I still don't believe has, you know, is where it needs to be because it takes a village in all parts of our lives, right? Like not just in business, not just with our families. Like as people, we we require community connection to continue to thrive because that's exactly. at our base level uh, a safety requirement for us as human beings, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's, it's incredible to me that you intuitively know that because mm-hmm. you have started the business super young and you have navigated challenges at a young age. And in the navigation of that, you've actually created some incredible structure in your emotional intelligence and able to sort of almost like the scaffolding that's required to continue to grow. Absolutely. I think the last, since I turned 20, it's my emotional intelligence journey, I guess you can call it, has just been like the most full on thing. 
yeah. not just because of my business, but because of, you know, obviously your early 20s are very full on when it comes to learning emotional intelligence and just life things that, you know, happen in your 20s. So combine all of that, it's just been a very intense journey so far. But I, I definitely feel like I'm um, where I'm supposed to be when it comes to emotional intelligence for sure. Yeah, which to your credit is well above where I was at at your age. Um, I was having a baby at your age. <laughs> I was trying to run around after a little tiny little baby. Um, and, yeah, like life was very different. Still yeah. took me to navigate, you know, working with the community to survive and thrive 100%. Mm. Um, the challenges that I was facing were very different. Mm. But at the same time, I am aware that, it's almost like a baby, a business. So essentially oh, yeah. you're raising a child, <laughs> five with yeah. <is> that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like that's, it's, I think that um, something, like I said, we don't talk about a lot is really how we, we navigate challenges, right? Mm. I personally, as you know, you worked with me, I internalised a, sh- a shit ton um, and I, I weirdly wasn't aware of it. Um, you know, you're very aware of it. I think that that's an incredible insight into how you navigate challenges because Mm. it allows you to see it from a perspective that's not you and you can see it from an outsider point of view and a perspective that naturally we wouldn't normally do in the way the world exists now Um, but I think that it's incredible and and maybe it comes back to the fact that you do come from a a community of people which the Blue Mountains Mm. is a, a great community of people as well yeah growing up like that I think it helps serve uh, laying the foundations in what it means to actually be in a community, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing that I've kind of been thrown into that has really forced emotional intelligence for me is, I guess, managing a team and managing people. And especially because my company is remote, we all work remotely, I need to be able to perceive and see emotions in my team. I need to be able to understand their emotions. I need to be able to um, manage my own emotions, both in myself and in others, all through screens. So all through Zoom calls, all through messages. So I've had to, I guess, be really on the ball with that kind of stuff when you kind of remove that face-to-face contact. Yeah. Um, and that I think has has really helped me in uh, in times of crisis, like for example, COVID, the pandemic, that kind of thing. Dealing with all of the um, yeah the emotional stuff that that brought up for not just me, the business, but also the people who work for me. Yeah. Um, so I think emotional intelligence, if if you don't have it, it's it, it makes a huge difference to I guess where your business ends up and the impact that your business actually has on the people that are involved with it. Yeah, um, and I I think that's one massive goal I guess you could say of mine is that I want my business and everybody who is involved with it I want it to be a really positive thing and I don't want it to be I never want it to be a cause of stress I never want it to be you know people dreading to work for me dreading their Mondays that kind of thing so emotional intelligence I think is so important in leaders and so important in any boss because that's what allows them to actually yeah connect with their staff not just on a how much money can you make me but also uh you know how can I help you get to where you want to be and and vice versa 
Oh, I, I, I love hearing this so much. <laughs> I, I guess I always, yeah, I always knew you were, you were definitely made for big things and um, hearing you say all that uh, just makes me feel super good because it, I guess knowing that you can hold others and especially remotely, that's a really important thing to highlight. Remotely working with people is hard, right? You can't, mm. unless you've got a really good communication system going on and you're in tune with them, it's actually mm. really hard to pick up on what's going down, you know, and, and that's where we internalise it and that's where we become resentful and sour and it's very difficult to come back from that place, right? And generally that will be the, the, the thing that burns the bridge. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I've had friends that, you know, they, they start a job and it's remote during COVID and yeah. they're kind of thrown in the deep end and then they're talking to me, they're crying, like, I'm so stressed, I don't know what I'm doing and nobody's giving me any support. But because it's all through screens, nobody can see that that person is actually really upset and struggling in their job, they don't know what to do. So seeing that in my friends as employees has really, I guess, been an eye-opener for me that I do need to, I guess, be on the ball with that kind of communication stuff, checking in with people, guiding people, not micromanaging because I'll never be like that, but just, you know, being there, being accessible and approachable at the end of the day. Yeah, I get that. I I 100% hear what you're saying. And I think it's important that we highlight it because you're right, people were in lockdown um, in, in this pandemic, in this time that we're mm. living, and they were struggling. We all were in some in some way. We all had something to face, right? Like exactly, place, place in a time where you don't have anything else that's distracting you. You don't have any noises. You don't have social events. You have more time to be sitting with yourself. And at times, I'm sure a hundred percent of the people living in this world at the moment have had to face parts of themselves that one they probably had no idea existed within them and two they had no idea that were going to come up right so exactly just one of those things that we we, we go through life expecting that things don't affect us mm. um and we think that all the growth and all the stimulation and all this is really amazing all this positive you know it's amazing it truly is but there's no positive without the negative right and we have mm. to go through the woes and the fact mm. that you're available to your team like that and you're emotionally aware of others at all, including mm. your friends who are obviously expressing to you their own distress, it obviously goes to show that you are quite aware actually of your environment and your surroundings and the people that are with you because without that you can't notice, you know, you, you cannot see the unseen without the awareness and that mm. takes a really important element of intuition, right, mm. which I'd love to touch on because I'd love to know how you use your intuition. Do you use it to run your business? Do you use it to lead your team? Like how do you use intuition? Is there times that you find that you don't at all use it and it causes you problems or that it doesn't cause you any? Like let me know how that looks for you. Yeah, intuition hands down is so important to everything in my business, everything every decision that I make and for example I was hiring for a new role recently and all of the interviews were done through zoom um, I did maybe five six interviews and I when I'm hiring people I'm looking obviously at their experience their skills where they've worked before that kind of thing but when I'm jumping on calls with them when I'm watching videos of them when I'm looking at their content that kind of thing I'm waiting for this feeling that I get and I've had it with every single person that I've hired where I just have this feeling inside me that I just know they're the right fit. 
I just know that they're going to work really well. I know that they're going to be with us long term. And I can't describe, I guess, how, what that feeling is like, but it happened, it's happened with every single hire that I've had. So when I was interviewing these people, they were amazing um, people and very skilled, awesome at their jobs. But the first couple of interviews, I was kind of like, I'm just not having that feeling that I've had with Gabby and Zoya, for example, that I'm just like, I jump off the interview and I almost want to bore my eyes out because I'm so excited that, you know, I've met somebody and I've found somebody that I think is going to be such a, a, a good fit. So when I, when I'm interviewing people and I'm not having that feeling, that's when I know, okay, then probably not right. And then I've, I just wait until I have that feeling. And I did have that feeling with um, Ash, who we've just hired. And of course, she's amazing. She's the right fit. I see her with us for a very long time. And I know she feels the same. So I think intuition is very, very powerful. And especially when there's times where I've ignored it. So for example, a client will approach us and say, hey, like, um, you know, we want you to run our social media, blah, blah, blah. And like a few little comments they make, or even the way that they speak to me, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know. I just feel a bit weird about it, but we'll just see how it goes. Like it, it might work out really well. Every single time I've had one of those little niggly feelings that uh, something's not right here, it ends up being a red flag client that just doesn't, we're not the right fit. We don't align. So I've had to really be disciplined with listening to that little voice in my head that's like, eh, they mentioned something that, you know, they the way that they're talking to you isn't quite right. Even like their tone of voice over emails, their tone of voice on calls, I'm paying attention to so many little things. I'm analysing people and I think that goes hand in hand with my intuition and, and making yeah. decisions. But it's it's a learning journey. I'm, I'm not perfect at it. I get it wrong sometimes and I never I don't get it right all the time but uh definitely yeah listening to intuition every single day yeah that's so good I love that you uh lead with that actually I I think for the most part of my first uh like young under 20 life um our yeah about under 20 I remember like I would lead with that but I didn't it was like unconscious I didn't actually recognize that that's what I was doing and I ignored it for a really long time after that because for whatever reason environmental outside sources I would dismiss my own needs for somebody else and Mm. you remember there was so many times that I'd be like I knew there was something wrong with that one I knew that that wasn't going to be a good fit for whatever reason but I went against it and now mm. look, now we're stuck in the dumpster trying to fix this problem. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it's been a big learning curve for me to be honest. And it's something that I now lean on very heavily. It's something that I literally just use now rather than making any choices based on anything else. Everything yeah. else is like, you know, just collecting information and accountability. But really, like, it's for, for me fully. It's intuition now. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like I've returned to myself in that sense. I, I left my body for for quite a few years because I kept avoiding, you know, mm. my own needs, and because I thought that you know, isn't this how it's supposed to go? Yeah. Um, and after learning that lesson so many times, <laughs> I've just come to a point in my life where I can recognize that it has to start there, not end there. It can't be a decision you go, oh, I should have listened to it. It needs to be, am I listening to it? What am Absolutely. I? What is my body telling me through this process? Does it feel good? Does it feel bad? You know, yeah, um, and it doesn't mean ignoring your intuition doesn't mean it has to be you know chaotic and as yeah. 
explosive as some of my situations might have been, but it is important to know that, like, you know, it really does lead us in the right direction for for good purpose, you know, yeah. um, for our higher purpose. And it's not really about our profit margins, right? Like, you're right, it's very common in business that we talk about profit margins and strate- strategy and, yeah, all those things are amazing, but lead those things with intuition, yes? Like Absolutely. Be the baseline of, of everything. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool to hear you talk about it in that way. Um, and another thing I wanted to ask you was how do you remain focused on your business and your goals? Because mm. you are 23, you do work in digital marketing, you mm. are in the age of the internet. And I know very well, even for me, you know, I'm sort of on the cusp of when the internet began and social media. So I feel like I remember what the world looked like before. And I sometimes try and return to that natural way of life, um, mm. which is super important for us in general. But you're in a world where it's been like, you know, the internet your whole life. So yeah. I, I want to understand how you you stay in line with your goals um, mm. and you help mute or at least figure out how to deal with distraction. Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely not perfect at this, um, but I think you're right. It's social media and growing up in a very digital world, it's all I know, and it's I don't have anything to compare it to. So I guess you've kind of got these two different sides of your life that you can yeah. think back to. You can think back and like, oh, I remember when we like didn't have phones, <laughs> and I don't. Have- <laughs> oh, my daughter's kids will know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah well I don't have that I think I had my first phone when I was in year five so I think you're like 10 at that point um (laughs) it was just a Nokia but like I had access to my friends from like I was always contactable I was always accessible from such a young age so I think definitely it's been a a a journey and I've had a a journey of self-awareness of how much of myself I'm giving to my online presence and to other people's online presence and and so on. Um, And I I definitely don't think I'm in a place to give advice on setting boundaries around that because I'm definitely not good at that. I'm fully, I guess you could say addicted to social media, but I guess it's my job. Like I have to be. That's right. And like, I, doing it. I understand that too. Um, and, the, and the reason I ask is, is like, I mean, how do you come back to yourself? You know, because it is easy to get like, literally it, it yeah. takes energy, right? To be on the internet and to be in a digital world. Yeah. It zaps you of your energy, right? And I know that you Absolutely. don't run out of energy very much, Jara. You're quite an energetic person and that's <laughs> kudos to you because I wish I had. But uh, it's really important to note that like it does take energy to be online yeah. right no matter which capacity that looks like it takes energy and it's important to manage that energy so then you're not burning out or at the very least Definitely. you're not this grumpy old you know boss that people don't want to work with or friend or, yeah. or whatever you know it's important to be aware of that energy and I, I guess the um another question I can ask that help us land in this question is how do you ground yourself then how do you come back to self when yeah. you're aware that maybe your you know energy is kind of in multiple different places at one time Mm. and potentially your mind is elsewhere. Like how do you come back to self? Yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it because um, I've just kind of experienced something that has forced me to come back into myself in the last couple of weeks. So I guess to give a bit of context, I'm very, uh, I'm living in Bondi. I'm um, in a shared apartment and life is very, 
busy with social outings, social media. Um, I feel like I'm, especially in Bondi, it's very like Instagram is the thing. It's very, you know, um, loud. Yeah. Loud. (laughs) It's all about, it's all about what you look like. It's all about, you know, proving that you're, you know, using social media to prove that you've got, you've got everything together, even if you don't. And I think a lot of people, um, fall into that trap, myself included, where they're like, okay, um, they might not even realize they're doing it at the time, but they'll be posting things thinking, okay, well, I'm posting this because I want everyone to know that, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well with my business or yeah, I'm, I'm, um, doing, I've got all these friends or yeah, I'm doing these cool things. And I definitely moving out of the Blue Mountains and into Sydney, yeah. I think I was thrown in the deep end with that and social media became not so much a work it stayed a work thing but it also suddenly became this thing I was using as a personal tool to connect with people for dating for um friends friendships social outings that kind of thing and it got so full-on for a month there just recently that I was just feeling so overwhelmed by it and my self-esteem was just at an all-time low because I'm looking at all of these things online I'm you know feeling like I need to you know be doing what other people are doing and I'm comparing myself and that kind of thing. So what I did to ground myself is I actually just went back to the Blue Mountains for a week and I spent a week in the Blue Mountains. And as soon as I got back to the Blue Mountains, I was saying this to my dad and my family, I just feel like me. And I it, it reminded me, it brought me back down to earth because I was walking around the Blue Mountains just in my leggings and a down jacket, hair in a bun, no makeup, no fake tan, no, yeah, yeah, nothing. I was just me and it felt normal and I'd walk down the street and I wasn't feeling, you know, embarrassed about that. I was just like, well, yeah. you know, this feels normal to me. And that really grounded me and brought me back down to earth, brought me back down to actually who I really am and and where I come from. And it just made me, I guess, shift my mindset a lot from, I guess, all of you know the things that happen when you are living in a busy city and in your early 20s when it comes to dating and running a business and friendships and you know losing friends gaining friends all of the stuff that comes with your early 20s so going back to the mountains being with my family who have loved me you know from day one not just when I've moved to Bondi and and you know started this business they loved me before I had all of that yeah it brings me back to to who I am and and what's really important for me so yeah and I think the element you're talking about here is that whole coming home and home is home is really where you choose it is and actually home is home within your your heart space right and absolutely I think we you're right in in, if you're looking at it from more of a like a geographical standpoint yeah it's from you've gone from Bondi back home in the Blue Mountains but also the Blue Mountains offers many things like nature um, yeah air good people, community, and it's all the very important elements actually for thriving and surviving rather than Absolutely. just surviving. Um, and when you're, I, you know, I'm very aware that when you're in a space where you feel like you've got to create more parts of you to fit, um, it ends up feeling more like you don't fit in the end. Mm. So when you go back to what truly is important to you, it allows you to remember who you are, right? Mm. And I think when you remember who you are, it gives you that confidence again that you've not lost your energy. It's not 
dissipated. It's not hanging out with other people in their phones and it's it's not in this place, it's not in that place, it's not with this person, it's with you. And that means exactly. that you're able to cultivate and continue to nourish it to ensure that it works for all areas of your life because, you know, it's not as simple as just working in a business or working in a job. We have so many facets and elements to our lives. We have lots yeah. of to play and we're constantly juggle, juggling all those roles mm. um the most important role of all is to be ourself yeah um, and yeah. you're obviously pretty good at that actually because you run with your intuition and all that stuff so mm. i think naturally you are actually very good at it but yeah it's important that we talk about what it means and what happens to us when we do get lost and, yeah. and dispersed in places that we are unconsciously allowing it to go and when we can pull it back create some boundaries and create a more of a structure and a system to come back home and be with nature and family and all those things that are super important to whoever you are in your life. It doesn't matter who that looks mm. like. It just creates more safety. And when you remember who you are, you're able to come back. And you're able exactly. to restart. Okay, I've got this. We do not yeah. need all excess loud distraction and noises. And it yeah. can remind you what's important, you know, um, which I think is a is something that you do learn in your 20s. It does take quite a while um, unless you're super fortunate enough to have an incredible life and nothing ever goes yeah. wrong. But, you know, it's, it's a journey. It's part of life. You have to figure all of those parts out of yourself. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it does take making mistakes to do that. And I think a, an important thing to talk about too is also not getting stuck there. Don't get stuck in those places where you feel like you're struggling or mm. you, know who you are and you're a little bit lost or whatever. Just don't mm. stay stuck there because you can completely come away from it and you can remember who you are and just go back to baseline right exactly um yeah but i guess when you're 20 something there's lots of noises there's lots of distractions and dating and friends and socials (laughs) yeah i i remember it clearly i remember it like yeah it was the best time a lot of fun i absolutely love it like i love my (laughs) life and i love living in bondi i made it sound like it's horrible living here i absolutely love it but but it's just sometimes you do get very caught up in, yeah, the social side of life and that kind of thing. Um, and sometimes, you know, I'm lucky that, yeah, I, from a geographical sense, I can just take myself out of Bondi and go to the Blue Mountains. But I think for anyone, it's more just hanging out with the people who you feel you're most yourself around. Yep. And for me, that is, yeah, my my dad, my mom, my sisters and my family, yeah. Yeah, your, your system, right? Yeah. Okay, so now just one last question, which you can uh, be as prompt as you want. What yep. advice do you have for other women out there contemplating their next steps in life? Oh, I love this question. Um, I think my biggest advice would be to actually realize that the societal expectations that every that are out there they're actually not real they're made up and they're just kind of floating things that yeah they're not actually real you don't have to do anything you don't have to go you know finish school go to uni get a degree study get a job work 9 to 5 have kids buy a house you don't have to do any of that So I think one thing that I did, especially when I started my business, especially when I finished high school, is I'd kind of, because I was so inexperienced, I'm looking at, okay, well, what should I do? What does everyone else do? Okay, they save up to buy a house or they go and study or they, when they start a business, they do this. And I think, yeah, when you are looking at your next steps, instead of looking at, oh, what did she do? What did he do? Actually say, well, what is it that I want in an ideal world? What does my life look like? Am I do I have kids? Am I living somewhere? Do I have a partner? Am I working three days a week or am I working every day? 
Am I working, you know, a couple, just a couple of hours a day? Am I working with people? Am I working by myself? Ask yourself the questions and go in, inside you before you go to other people and, and get their opinions and society's opinions on what your next step should be because all of that's irrelevant and you don't have to do anything that anyone tells you is the right thing. Right now, mic drop. Let's get out of here. <laughs> that was literally so perfect. Um, it was a mic drop moment. <laughs> so uh, glad to hear you say that because uh, it means that you've already, already embodied this yourself. You know, this is coming from a place that you've had to learn and accept this for yourself first, which yeah. means you've made the mistakes to otherwise yeah, this the hard way. outside sources have all been the answer before but now you're very aware that it's here you know and I and I love that so much I can't tell you how much I love that and I'm really glad that you can share it from your standpoint because it's true and it's exactly where you should be you should be always coming back to self and figuring out what you want and all that societal expectation and conditioning can be scrapped it's yeah. utter bullshit and you are correct. It is literally just this shit that flies around. Agree. Actually, I don't know who gave it weight, but uh, I would yeah. call it colonial Australia, but we can call it anything you want, okay? It's just yeah. rubbish. Throw it yeah. in the bin. <laughs> and that, that's literally how I imagine it. It's like these expectations, like what even are they? They're not real. They're nothing. They're not physical. They can't. They can't hurt me. I don't, care, I don't care about your expectations. <laughs> I'm going to go and travel around the world or I don't know quit my job do whatever I want to do yeah so. <laughs> you know I love that anyway I love that thank you um I so appreciate your time for coming on today Jara yes uh, thank you and so much yeah like I'm I'm super stoked for people to hear you speak because yeah it vibrates to the ether it keeps going so I'm really grateful for your time and I cannot wait to see where this new uh jara as a director sbj her page comes because i think you might be able to see a lot more of jara the parts of jara that so far she's uh hidden away so i'm excited to see that growth and that expansion in you thanks for coming thank you so much for having me danny i love this chat we could probably chat for like three more hours if we have the time (laughs) you know i can (laughs) have the best day i'll talk to you very soon Bye.